Devil's Dicks Card, a podcast for the esoteric and strange. gonna clap yeah just for fun one one two three three that's fun (laughs) even if it does nothing at all it's fun it's it's helpful to have yeah well long time no see Ellsworth (laughs) yeah I still have both your and um Jesse's Christmas presents sitting oh my god I completely forgot it's it's been weeks at this point it's completely unacceptable it's been sitting on my kitchen counter since like january 5th whenever it was that i ended up it actually came and i just it's fine i'll 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 put them in a paper bag and drop them off on your it's the best Merry kind of Christmas. drug deal a, well you know what now it's a it's a valentine's day gift you didn't I get was just, presents yes i was just gonna say valentine's day is coming up there's no problem with like repurposing the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> just throw like a heart on the bag. Just yeah. draw one. Yeah. Oh, Be that's so Valentine. funny. Yeah. Well, speaking of Valentine's Day, welcome back, Dirtlings, to another episode of The Devil's Dirt Star. Today we are talking about love and how to force it to happen with a demon. <laughs> if your boo isn't giving you the right vibes. That is a really good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. But we're we're talking about forcing love, not other. I mean, you know, don't force love. <laughs> Just a no. little caveat. Don't actually do that. It's bad. But we're going to Don't tell be you that how to person. Yeah. <laughs> In a love spell kind of way. Yeah. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say because I was so disappointed when I did a deep dive on a certain god more of a trickster god than anything not so much a demon i'm gonna be talking about cupid today (laughs) Uh, so the little winged the little little winged baby yes the chubby toddler chubby toddler all right so originally um earlier this week you messaged me and you're like apparently cupid's a demon so i need to know the metamorphosis from cupid's a demon to cupid's maybe not a demon (laughs) Maybe he's a demon in, in like some circles. We're aware of many hats. I mean, I guess I will say that to be fair to Cupid, most Roman gods and, you know, their equivalent in Greece, uh, they're all a little mischievous. They're, yes. There's like so much hijinks going on. Yes. So, I mean, really trying to paint him as a demon is a little unfair, but... Christianity did a good job later on. Well, and then really, yeah, and then Hallmark kind of fixed it. I think <laughs> that you know that seems that really seems to be the track with a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If something is painted in a bad light, Hallmark can wipe the slate clean. Yeah, I think so it was. I'm trying to remember. Is Eros Cupid? The daughter, uh, the son of uh, Aphrodite. So he's the one who kidnapped the girl. Well, (laughs) I will say that their tale is very romantic and it could probably translate into a very popular smut fiction these days. But 
Oh, does, I'm sure. He does, he does kind of kidnap a girl and then. He super does. And <laughs> I'll dive into that a bit. It's kind of funny because like, like I was saying, so there's the Roman version of things and mm. the Greek version of things. And after doing some research, I found out that the Romans adopted a lot of different mythologies into their own so that they could understand the stories, but like in their own terms. And they yeah. even did this with Egyptian mythology, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so Aphrodite was Cupid's mom, uh, but like Venus in yes. the Roman mythology. Yes. And then she was kind of a... If we're, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to upset her near the season of love, but you know. No, I don't either. There's but she's some, a piece of work. She's there are some, you know how there's just like some moms <laughs> who don't know how to like they have like a weird relationship <laughs> thing with their son and they don't they're not like they can't quite let him go and just like let him move on and be an adult so they're like possessive over him. Aphrodite yes. vibes. Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all met sons of mothers and they've been that kind of like victim and i know the term is not i i think the term is actually being reclaimed in a positive light so that's cool but mama's boy yes he kind of was but it was almost like it was forced oh it, to him. it was totally forced i i, yeah. I do feel kind of bad for eros and i feel bad i can't remember her name but i feel bad for the the girl who oh psyche psyche yes yep um i feel bad for for psyche as well but really any <laughs> the greek and roman gods were not great to humans no i mean okay to be fair there are, no god has been great to humans no i can't think of a single one that hasn't been an asshole in one way or another but no. the greek and roman gods were a lot more human with the way that they were unkind to to humans isn't that the funny thing? Mm -hmm. You would think that they are these exalted beings and they're perfect and they have perfect judgment of everything and they're just like straight laced. They're super not. I mean, so I think petty. Zeus Zeus is a great example Dude, of that. Zeus is a, a <laughs> real piece of work. My, like, yeah. He's not great. He's kind of a shitty dad, shitty husband, <laughs> shitty lover, <laughs> shitty god. Like, I mean, he, yeah, we don't need it. This doesn't need to be a, a, a Zeus trash talk sesh, but it could be. He does have like a redeeming quality when it comes to the story of Cupid and yes. Psyche. So, yes. I mean, it, you know, there's that. Do we want to dive into Cupid since yes. we're already here? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I want to hear the story. <laughs> so, let's see. So in classic Roman mythology, he's the god of attraction, affection, erotic love, and desire. And his name originates from the word cupido, meaning passionate desire. And we just went over his lineage, his really hot couple parents, uh, Venus and Mars. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Dad is Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? That's yeah. where the saying comes from. Yeah. And in Greek... Mars is Aries. Mm -hmm. So some of their attributes I had in here. Let me see. So Mars. Oh, that didn't make it in there. He's basically the god of like rage and war and a bunch of other bullshit. And his mom is the goddess of love, but also a victory. So I feel like Cupid was doomed from the start in a way. Like 
this dichotomy of like two really different things happening at the same time. Yeah. 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 It's he, and well, from my understanding of the story too, he's kind of a victim of the situation as well. Right. Like, I think so. Yeah. He wasn't set up for greatness by any means. (laughs) No, no, it was, um, again, the controlling mother. Yep. Uh, and she really is a piece of work. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, we're, so, we're, we're dooming ourselves for some bad luck. luck. I know. He's going to be like, taking that blessing from you. <laughs> if we both Did get you... divorced, this is why. <laughs> we should have had the foresight to look up some like reversal spells for when we talk badly about gods and goddesses. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll Fine. consult we'll yeah, Etsy's got to have something. Uh, yes, um. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll we'll consult an Etsy spell for resolving whatever trauma we're inflicting on ourselves. As long as it's like under five bucks, I'm good. They're pretty cheap. <laughs> They're pretty cheap. So iconography in classic Greek artistry, Cupid is shown as a slender, youthful person, and he has a sweet pair of wings. And later on in the Hellenistic period, that is when Cupid became a chubby baby with a bow and arrow. It's I don't a, know what was going on it's there. It's a downgrade. Like he went from being like this like hot god to like fat baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like super weird. I don't really know. It's kind of cruel. But I, I mean, like I think that was potentially with no understanding or education, potentially the Christianity kind of trying to turn him into like some kind of cherubic angel versus a Greek god. Yes, I think that's probably exactly what was going on during that time. I There's a lot having to do with the Christian influence on things that they deemed pagan. Yeah. And then trying to turn it around in a way. I don't know. Yeah. And also to make him an angel, but he wasn't. He was winged, winged, but, you know, not necessarily an angel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Winged, winged, winged. Winged. I've heard winged and winged. <laughs> we'll go winged. Winged sounds more. It's got like more I know zhuzh, what I'm more to it. <laughs> like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, chubby baby. But then he also has some symbols. So the wings are very symbolic. It's actually supposed to represent the flightiness of love itself and its nature. Given that, you know, young love, people tend to change their minds, I guess. Yeah. 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 Especially if they're teenagers, which he very much in most art looks like a teenager. Yeah. And Psyche was also very young. Yeah. Like, it's all creepy. Yeah. Well, it's, you know. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of of Greek mythologies, you know, on the the ick factors there. (laughs) The id and the ick. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, so about the youthful appearance, it's supposed to kind of also represent the irrational state of love. And I was kind of thinking about it. And I wrote that maybe this is possibly to convey the fleeting nature of both youth and love. And that's why he appears so young. I like that. Yeah. I and don't the know. idea that but- maybe love kind of keeps you young, like you f- like feel. I like, like that even better. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> I think they, I think they both make sense because it is fleeting um, if you don't put in, you know, the the effort. Put or in the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. young love, you know, 
in your teens and early 20s and whatever. And then we grow up and we're like, I've had enough of the dating game. It's not happening for me anymore. Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know what would happen if I lost Jesse for some reason. I would just be like an old spooky cat lady. I would just start collecting dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get away from me. I just want animals. (laughs) If you you lost Jesse, I'd start adopting dogs. (laughs) Get on it. (laughs) So also, Cupid is seen with a bow and arrow as well as a torch. And this is going to sound a little cliche, but it's because love wounds and inflames the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also sometimes seen blindfolded because love is blind and other arbitrary reasons. Like usually people get love struck and it's not for any particular deep reason. It's just like you see someone across the room and you're like, yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Arbitrary. It makes you wonder. I mean, obviously these are things that humans have kind of always felt, but as far as it being a trope, it almost makes you wonder if the trope began with these things so maybe it wasn't a trope when they did it and it became this like it's the reason that love is blind is like a, a thing maybe that's yeah kind of like the origination of that that's got to be where it comes from that's <laughs> a lot of it actually makes complete sense now and yeah it's cliche and corny or whatever in the modern times but back then i don't know pretty original yeah i think so uh about cupid's arrows I did not know this. I thought they were all pretty pointy and gold tipped, but they're not. He has two different kinds. One is the gold sharp one. The other one is lead and it's blunt. And the hate arrow, right? Hate arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know what they're. It's like odium, right? (laughs) You get a love arrow. You get a one hate arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. What if he hit someone with both arrows? I, you know what? I know some people who I think have been hit with both. <laughs> just like a singular person just being just, I don't know, like, oh, filled with. Would you both. explode? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it would lead to mental illness. <laughs> oh, my God. That that's a good answer, actually. So. With these arrows, the gold one, it gives you uncontrollable desire and passion. And then the other arrow is supposed to be your target and it's supposed to be mutual. So if each person gets a gold arrow, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily true love because this is ultimately horny juice. <laughs> yes. And Cupid that sounds is disgusting. I, I regretted <laughs> it the second I said it. You can't take it back. It's on video. It's, yeah. We're not mm. starting over. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yep. I have regrets. <laughs> um, so yeah, it it is a manipulation of two souls and convincing them that like this is a match made in heaven. But the lead tipped arrow is in fact a hate arrow. It gives you an aversion to love. And you may have fleeting thoughts of desire, but they quickly dwindle. It's not gonna be a thing. I thought I turned it off. I apologize. Is that someone important? No. <laughs> or an alarm? <laughs> it was an alarm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> if you need to stop to go do the alarm thing, it's No, <laughs> it's it's okay. Okay. I'll cut it out, I guess. I it's know. fine. We can leave it in. It's, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got the love and odium. Yes. So now I guess we can just kind of get into it. 
this is where the evil begins. So back in the 600s, there was a theologian, so someone that's a religious expert. They were named Isidore, and he was tasked with writing an encyclopedia about all aspects of life, Isidore? which I cannot... Ab- is Isidore. Is a dork? <laughs> Isidore is a dork. That's actually a lot easier to say than I thought it would be just now. <laughs> I'm oh, sure they God. didn't get bullied because different times, but like... They would now. Isidore today is a dork. Like, it's kind of cute. It is but cute. Then it is cute. It's, and while it's now ruined, so thank you. <laughs> Welcome. I mean, do, as far as, like, it, there's worse names. Dork is, you know, there's worse. There's worse. There's worse. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, you know, I... Mm. Yeah. There's... Wait. So, I... I'm trying to think of TikTok one. of a girl who named her um daughter cuntly c-u-n-t-l-y because uh, you're making you know that up if cunt was not a bad word cuntly is not a bad name it sounds nice the word cunt is honestly kind of a nice sounding word but you can't <laughs> you can't make that decision and it's not like it would be one thing if she was from a language where like cunt had was not like you know, but she was an English native <laughs> speaking person who chose yeah. to name her daughter Cuntley. That's that's child abuse. That it, yeah, that's that's like, not okay. Yeah. Sounds like a TikTok mom. It was wants, it was a yeah. girl who was talking on TikTok about a mom who came in and introduced her baby daughter and said Cuntley, and it was like monogrammed on the baby's like bag, and she was like, "All right, with a C, C U N T L Y." Yep. <sighs> Oh my so that, god. That's I worse can't. than is a dork. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just reminded me. I always thought that this would have been a beautiful Greek name if it was an actual name. Chlamydia. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Isn't that pretty? It, chlamydia well, is the, a beautiful word. It's <laughs> not a beautiful problem, but it no, is a beautiful it's word. It's not a beautiful thing, but it is a beautiful word. Yeah, I think it's the idea that does it for me. Like, I love the name Lydia. It's so pretty. Yeah. And also Beetlejuice. And Come the, on. The Y <laughs> in it kind of like yeah. just flows really, really nicely. I really like that. Yeah. We need to be, you know, I'm surprised we're good about picking names for pets. Because <laughs> yes. this conversation is not giving that vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get, now I got to get a dog and name it the clap or something. And just like... <laughs> Oh my god, isn't it koalas that have chlamydia or something? Yes. Uh, it like, is koalas. Like 70 or 80% of them have it. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um <laughs> Listen, we're talking about love. <laughs> we're talking about love and all aspects within. So yes. uh <laughs> and, and all of the the things that come with it. Yeah. If so is a dork. Yes. <laughs> Isidore made that encyclopedia, and this is where he depicted Cupid as a demon of fornication instead of a, you know, god or deity of love and passion and desire. And so, yeah, fornication and essentially infatuation as well. So not true love, but just like this hedonistic desire. Yeah, Yeah. lust. Exactly. And I do want to note that Isidore is a Christian bishop, so it's possible that he regarded deities as simply pagan in nature, like I was saying before. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, stories of Cupid in Roman and Greek mythos 
make him seem much less like an angel and more of a demonic trickster than anything, except kind of towards the end of the love story with Psyche. So before I tell you that story, I want to tell you the one I was mostly aware about, but I was, I didn't know all the details. This is about Apollo and Daphne. So Apollo, he's the God of archery, oracles, healing, light, knowledge, all kinds of stuff. He decides it would be a good idea to make fun of Cupid and Cupid was pissed because basically Apollo made him feel like a much lesser skilled archer than he was. So Cupid retaliates. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he hits Apollo with a gold tipped arrow and then shoots a nymph, a water nymph. They're like minor deities of water. Her name is Daphne, but he hits her with a lead arrow. So (laughs) Apollo, he like goes total simp mode and he starts chasing after her through the woods and she is trying to run away from him. He's being super aggressive. Classic Greek story. Oh my God. Seriously. The being chased through the woods thing. No means no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No means no. That could be a title to any. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. He's. He's going to have his own episode one day. (laughs) We could have an entire episode on women who get transformed into other objects because men would not fuck off in Greek mythology. Fucking swans and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it it is just, it's kind of funny that that's the solution for people. Yeah. Like, turn my daughter or lover or somebody into an object or animal. I think actually the swan, too, technically Zeus was protecting her from Hera, who was understandably upset. That he she was is on very her. much, yeah. So she is Hera just needs to understand like that it's not the girl's fault because your husband's in a position of power, Hera. Mm-hmm. It's his fault. <laughs> and wasn't she goddess of the hearth? Is no, that's of the hearth? Uh, Hestia. Oh, thank you. I I, like, I'm, I love Greek mythology, and I, yes, prize <laughs> mythos is my like bedtime sleepy book. So. Oh, that's really cute. I'm Bedtime like, sleepy book. <laughs> it's, he just has a really nice, it's the audiobook. I love, he just has a really nice reading voice. Oh. I highly, I highly recommend Stephen Fry's yeah. Mythos, Troy, and Heroes, which are Ooh. basically all Greek mythology. Yeah. Anyways. Like. <laughs> so anyway, I'm with the, the chase. <laughs> yeah. Chasing through the woods in classic Greek or Roman style. Um, Apollo, he's being egged on by Cupid who gives him wings so that he could speed up and, you know, hopefully, I don't know what. It, oh, you intention- know what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I'm reading, he didn't necessarily intend to assault her, but at the same time, he wanted to hold her and give her kisses and all kinds of things. And we're going to go. So, with I mean, yeah, we're going to go with assault, but not as not as scary for me as I thought it was about to be. I was just like, this is over. I'm done with this story right now. There's, Oh my God. It could be worse, but it doesn't make it. Okay. No, it doesn't make it. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah. What is that saying about the spider and the fly? Uh, what's normal for the spider is chaos to the fly kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And then also to further dig myself a hole and make this even worse. Cupid did 
try to grab onto Daphne's shoulders to slow her down because he's just the little chubby baby flying around or whatever. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely rid- ridiculous. So she eventually makes it to her father's waters. I, I didn't write, da- write down his name. It's like really close to the word penis. I think it's penis or something. It's like God of the Rivers or something, right? Like not like yes. a sleep beneath Poseidon. Um, yes. Yeah. So kind you know, of a yeah. um a more I don't want to say lesser but minor lesser, god lesser works essentially. <laughs> <laughs> We're insulting well, them all today. It's fine. You're gonna want to call him lesser because he does something that I just you know he's helping, kind of helping quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. So Daphne she begs her father when she gets to his waters to destroy her beauty. Because she thinks that's the reason that Apollo is chasing after her. She doesn't know about the arrow situation. And her father had always given her a hard time because she was actually one of Artemis's, like, um, you know, she was like part acolytes. of her flock. Yeah. Yeah. Acolytes. They're, they're, and they're sworn virgins, right? Yeah, yeah. Sworn virgins. And he wanted her to get married and give him grandkids. And she begged him not to to make her do it so that she could be free. So he was like, fine. Yeah. He told her like, whatever, but people are still going to chase after you because you're so beautiful. So she was convinced it was her beauty that, you know, did her in. And so her father complies. Daphne freezes her hair morphs into leaves, her limbs into branches and her feet into roots. He turned his daughter into a fucking laurel tree. A tree. Yeah. Yeah. It is like at first I thought it was super funny. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, this gets worse because it turns out that Apollo was still attracted to her. Yeah. (laughs) And now she can't run. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, dad. And also now this fucking tree hugger is like (laughs) the origination of the term. It's not a Vermont thing. No. (laughs) It's a Greek and Roman thing. (laughs) So he's like still trying to woo her and it's an ill attempt. It doesn't work. She's a fucking tree. So he threatens her stating that they shall kiss before they burn. And then he gives Daphne the gift, quote unquote, of undying leaves, which he will wear in his hair and her branches will be used for his bow and arrow as well as his lyre and the branches well lyre like the instrument okay got it (laughs) kind of like a i don't know if it's the same class as a harp but harp like right but like yeah like a small baby harp yeah yeah and then carrying them sometimes yes that is true (laughs) yeah it's a cherub thing i don't know yeah 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 maybe not cupid but like little fat (laughs) flying angel babies yeah yeah god what a weird (laughs) humans are so period cute. of art <laughs> yeah. like i don't know and then also her branches would be used to adorn the heads of royalty and champions during like you know games and ceremonies and shit and then daphne she bowed her branches leaves shuddering in surrender as she did not want to burn with apollo her stage five clinger so that's the end Basically, of that story assaulted her regardless yeah yeah but she didn't want to burn with him. Like, that's so fucked up. Like, I'm going to set you on fire if you don't love me in your tree body. I don't know. 
I don't like it. Mm-mm. He's it's, trash. Yeah. Classic but it's also people. kind of, yeah, it's unfortunate and not totally his fault. Like, I think he had a small crush on Daphne before that just because, you know, Artemis is his sister. Yeah. So I could understand, but damn, you know? And that's, again, with the manipulation on Cupid's part because he was pissed off. And he, like, kind of took someone's life even though they're just he, immortal and a tree now. was more of a torture to Daphne than to Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I would rather, you know, I don't know. Well, I I'd think probably, probably rather burn. Like, for, for women, I think the torture would probably be having someone obsessed with you who you're not into. And then I guess for men... Men maybe can correct us if this is incorrect, but I imagine maybe the the opposite is more painful just because not always, but generally if you're a woman and you have someone who's like unhealthily obsessed with you, that leads to death. And less frequently does that happen with men. Right. You know, and like it's like the story is. Yeah, yeah. Like I think everyone has a fear of rejection in some ways, but it seems Absolutely. to be a, a lot more like powerful in some ways. I guess it's also harder too because men are expected to like be the one who takes the lead, so to speak, and like like the that burden is on them. So I imagine the rejection is probably harder. Yeah, I I think men have unrealistic expectations put on them. I mean, equally everyone does, but absolutely, you know, in that sense. Yeah, I agree. Expectation that like you have to make the first move, regardless of you know, even if the mutual attraction is there. I think we're we're getting out of that. Yeah, me too. But it's definitely oh still God. there. I love watching TikToks of like a female pre- presenting, posing to a male presenting. I just think it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah. Like what a badass move to make. My I don't mom know. proposed to my dad. <gasps> and although uh, allegedly my grandmother also proposed to my grandfather, although um, I think he would deny it, but I think she's the one who. <laughs> and technically I did ask John before he asked me. He just said no. <laughs> Cause he had well, You're he, kidding. He already had the ring. So when I was like, we should like go on a cruise and like have a Captain Marius. And he was like, uh uh. Because <laughs> he already like had a Oh my god. Him. I didn't know that. That's so he funny. Didn't, like, say no more than like tr- uh, change the conversation, which to me was a rejection. I was like, oh damn, okay. <laughs> I would have felt pretty bad about that. But I called my like, mom after and I was like, he basically said no. He kind of like changed the subject and, and I didn't I didn't want to push it because it's like I figured that was his nice way of saying, no, nah, I'm not into that. But no, but secretly and you didn't know it, you were fucking up his plan. Yeah, he'd already his mom had already given him the ring and because I have his um late uh, the father's late the ring his late father gave his mom. So that's yeah. so cool. Aw. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, on to the other love story, but this one is about Cupid and yeah. his later on wife, Psyche. So back to Venus, Cupid's mom. She's crazy. And Very- she is, yeah, she, although she's beautiful and she's passionate and loving and she has like a, a serious thing for her children and her grandkids, you know, and giving them all the love in the world, she's also an extremely jealous bitch. Very insecure. Oh, yeah. She is the worst. She's kind of like Hera in a way, but Hera had a lot of reasons. More so than Venus. I think a lot, not not all of them, but a lot of the 
female i mean well i think it's just the gods in general were very petty and cruel and a lot of there's a lot of instances where the female gods would punish mortal women yeah. for things that the mortal woman really didn't have hadn't done anything really wrong the, the male gods did it too but i think that there's a lot more yeah. of a tune of that behavior yeah definitely so some stories they say that the hottest mortal daughter of a then king and queen psyche was worshipped and bestowed gifts and offerings by like the commoners instead of venus herself which was like you know i mean a really rude. huge diss <laughs> yeah it's it's not, not they should have known better but yeah so yeah. well she's she's a goddess and then there's this mortal who's getting gifts at the same time like i don't know i think throughout history people would bestow gifts upon you know kids of royalty or whatever that kind of makes sense to me mm -hmm. but part of it was because of the beauty situation so venus was very jealous of psyche's beauty and then there's other stories that say that Venus was actually jealous of her son having a crush on Psyche. Yes, that's the so, version that I'm familiar with. Yes. Um, it's a little bit choose your own adventure, I guess. Yeah. I guess <laughs> whichever one. <laughs> the story that I've most heard is that she was jealous of her beauty and then became jealous because when he also agreed that she was beautiful, was like, well, this is just double offensive. <laughs> Your mother should be and, the hottest woman in your life. <laughs> and she, yeah, <laughs> mirror, mirror, or magic mirror on the wall. <laughs> Who's the hottest goddess of all? Yeah. You, mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. So either way, the story kind of goes like this. Venus, she hires her son, Cupid, to make Psyche fall in love, but hopefully with the most hideous, vile thing that he can find. She said to him, my dear son, Punish that cont contemnatious beauty. Give your mother a revenge as sweet as her injuries are great. Because apparently this like cut her deep or something. Yeah. Infuse into the bosom of that haughty girl a passion for some low, mean, unworthy being so that she may reap a mortification as great as her present exaltation and triumph. What a bitch. Like she's. Oh, my God. I don't know. I can't imagine hating something or someone so much because of their beauty and thinking they're cuter than me. I don't know. Yeah, just um, – I mean, I it's yeah, <laughs> I, I have a hard – well, they, you know, they're ridiculous God stories, but – Yeah. I think, I think in the version that I heard, she told him to make her fall in love with a pig, like a literal, <laughs> like, animal pig. Oh, that sounds familiar because, like – some of the things I was reading, it was saying like creature type thing, like an animal yeah. or a, just a gross human. I don't yeah. know, which is that's super rude. Don't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Cupid, he sneaks into Psyche's room late one night, like a total creep, and he's pretty enamored by her beauty. And through his distraction and wanting to kiss the sleeping mortal in this version of the story, he leans in a little closer and pricks himself with a gold-tipped arrow. And he's looking right after. Fucking dumbass. Her. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. So he falls madly in love with her. And Venus, she was so pissed that her good-for-nothing son screwed up her scheming. But she eventually 
kind of accepts that she has a new daughter-in-law now because they get hitched. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> She's not. There's some caveats attached to that romance. There's definitely some caveats there. And also, like, Venus probably is the worst mother-in-law ever. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it would not. I don't know if there's love great enough to get past I mean, listen, Venus belongs on just no M-I-L on Reddit is all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she does. I need to go follow that maybe. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it, it's just like, am I the asshole? It's just, you know, if you want to get involved in other people's drama, that's the place to scroll. Probably 90% of the stories are fake, but they're they're enjoyable. It's it sounds like people a- are talking about crazy in-laws, basically. No, I think I I would like that. I would never want it to like... I couldn't read that thread like right before a dinner with my in-laws. I don't think no. <laughs> it might get me going for some reason, even though my in-laws are awesome, but still. Um, no, actually it would... might help because then no matter what your in-laws do, you're like, well, they're not as bad as that Reddit oh, you know post what? I just read. Okay. I might try it. I'll yeah. do some light reading in that uh, Report back. community tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Report back. <laughs> oh God. So the weird part of this whole thing and something that I didn't know is that even though Cupid and Psyche were now together, she's never seen him. And for quite some time, this goes on. She never sees him. Generally, they're hanging out under the cover of darkness. I've also read that he can be invisible. It was a rule that Venus instated. He had to really? for a certain amount of time to prove that she truly loved eros for who he was <gasps> at least that's that's the version that i i know that's so dark so it was like if you if she <sighs> really loves you then she doesn't need to see who or what you are so so she yeah so that yeah. it's not surface level like i just have this hot guy after me now sort of thing yeah interest that kind of makes a lot of sense now okay so it was a you know, very unfair trial because she had super. no idea that it was Eros. She didn't know anything. She just knew, knew she thought it was a monster that took her away. Ba- like almost Beauty and the Beast kind of style. Like she just didn't know yeah. who he was, but he was always very sweet and like kind to her in the yeah. cover, under the cover of darkness. That makes sense. And it seems like she didn't even actually know his name. She, yeah, she didn't know who it was at all. She just, oh my god, yeah. that's terrifying. At least in the version that I'm I'm familiar with, yeah. So the, it was really the mother-in-law being like, "Fine, if you want to prove that you like <laughs> this is a real love, and this is it, I don't remember. I, I think it was a set amount of time that that sh- it, she had to go without having to see his face, and she she failed the trial ultimately. I wonder. How, oh oh, she fails. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she understandably understandably she was yes. told that I was, she was taken away by some hor- horrible monster as a sacrifice like i would i would be a little curious yeah so like i in this version of the story that i was reading her she had two sisters yes and they were convincing her like hey you know this guy might not actually be a guy he could be a hideous monster or just some gross dude how do you know you really should just sneak a glance and make sure that this is you know this is the right thing and and that you're gonna actually be happy and not surprised one day you know by this monster so she started having some doubts psyche did so one night 
uh, in various versions. She either has a candle or she has an oil lamp. But in this one, she has a candle with her. So she lights it. She goes over to the bedside and she sees that the man laying in her bed is, in fact, the god of love, Cupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And she's just like stunned, but also like super happy that this is who she's been with for I don't know how long, like way cool. And she goes to lean in for a kiss. And as she does, wax drips on his shoulders and he wakes up startled, yells at her and then flies out of the room, like literally because, you know, wings. Yeah. Um, And she was just like, oh, my God, I fucked up, basically. So. He runs away from her, wants nothing to do with that at the moment. So Psyche goes to her mother-in-law, Venus, and starts begging her for forgiveness. Like, what can I do situation to get my husband back? And so she gives her some nearly impossible tasks to perform. But the last one, Venus knows Psyche won't make it through. So the first one is she has to sort through a huge amount of barley, millet, poppy seeds, lentils, and beans. Ants, thank God, are around, and they help her sort through the grain in the time allotted. Oh, my God. I cannot so believe that was like them. a timed. Yes. I think it was like, it, wasn't it like overnight? She was like, I'll be back in the yeah. morning. Like, <laughs> sort this shit out. I don't do well on like anything being timed, whether it's a test or a video game. This is why I've never played Majora's Mask. I can't do it. I yeah, I, just, I, I never finished <laughs> that game. No, thank you. Nope. Um, <laughs> so the next thing she had to do was gather a hank of the wool of shining golden sheep. And there's a read apparently that tells her how to accomplish this task without being killed by any of the vicious animals. And then she has to fill a crystal vessel with water of the spring that feeds the river Styx. And is it Ka? It's C O C Y T U S. Cossitus? I'm not sure. It's a river. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Cositis? It sounds like Cositis um, sounds familiar. It also sounds more Greek. We'll go with Cositis. And it also sounds like a condition. It does. It's the like itis. It's, it's the it. inflammation of something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a cream for that. <laughs> During that mission to get the water from these rivers, um, an eagle helps her out. But then the last thing, Venus asks Psyche to bring her back a box of Persephone's beauty cream. And we all know that Persephone is not always on the earth. Sometimes she is down in Hades. Um, so that's, that's kind of like a huge undertaking. And she learns how to like get by uh Cerberus, the guard dog of the underworld. And um, she ends up making it down there. But when she finds the jar of cream, she's overwhelmed by temptation to use it on herself. She's thinking, okay, so I'm not some homely young girl, but at the same time, I'm just a mortal woman. I can only imagine what this would do to Venus. Imagine what it would do to me. So she opens the jar 
and then she falls immediately into a death-like slumber. And this, like, Venus knew this was going to happen. Like, it was going to be too much or something. I don't know if you know more backstory on the whole beauty cream situation. I don't think so. I don't I don't recall anything more. Also, I wonder what it was. I don't know. It's probably something really expensive. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think Lobos, of like Pose. I don't I don't yeah. know the name of the fancy. Something, yeah. you, something you'd get at Macy's for sure. Yeah. Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So and then oh, what happened there? There we go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so Cupid, he goes down to hell, basically, to find his sleeping wife, and he ends up bringing her back to Mount Olympus. And he begs Jupiter, who is also known as Zeus. He's also the uh, the god of thunder and of lightning, and he's a total ladies' man, and he's like the granddaddy of all the gods like on Mount Olympus. Head god. So, like Odin. Yeah, For like Odin. As far as like power level goes. Yes, definitely. So he begs him for help. Like, Zeus, bring me my wife back. Like, I don't know what to do. So Zeus complies and he gives Psyche nectar and ambrosia so that she would become immortal. And wanting to not make a total ass of herself, Venus is in the room amongst the other gods and she decides to reconcile her differences with Psyche once she awakens. And now psyche is essentially the goddess of her namesake of the soul and this is also when we find out that psyche has been pregnant this whole time (laughs) which (laughs) i just i was getting sleeping beauty vibes for a bit there like the traditional story my understanding the version of the story i heard was that she looked at him after becoming pregnant because she was like is there a monster baby inside of me I would like to see what he looks like. Okay, that makes sense why she was tempted to look at him. Yes. Like, I, I'm sure there's probably I, multiple. There's, I'm sure there's a version where it, it was, you know, Sleeping Beauty kind of pregnancy. But I think um, the story, the version that I heard, it was <laughs> it was not that. Oh, this whole thing is creepy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's pregnant with a daughter and she ends up giving birth and they name her voluptus and that name means pleasure i don't know but weird also thing, weird thing to name your child yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah it's it's all weird i don't know this Freaking is my Roman baby name. girl pleasure <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for her to be a dancer down at it's the better than girls oh god it's <laughs> than cuntly though like come it is on better than cuntly yeah or chlamydia not that there's anything <laughs> yes. wrong with being a dancer that, that no. like, this sex work is real work but it is an odd thing to name your child yes yeah. i feel like you're pigeonholing them into certain things like it's gonna be real hard to work as a senator with a name like that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah we're not there yet as a society i think no um one day one day we'll get there we'll get there give it like a hundred years <laughs> Maybe we'll be there. Yeah. Oh, man. So essentially the message that I got from this is that um, the stories of Cupid are really about balancing your earthly desires with what the soul truly needs and what makes you whole. So and the reason I came to that conclusion is because there is this story or theory about how 
humans were once truly very arrogant and the gods wanted to punish them. And in order to punish them, what they did was divide each person into two individuals and one half of that being desire. So Cupid kind of represents like when he's shooting people with the arrows, that union of the two things and making you whole again or something like it's kind of weird. Yeah. But I kind of understand it. It's a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it turns out that Cupid is not exactly a demon like I was hoping. He's just, you know, it's fine. I know, me too. I was like teased, Riley. (laughs) I know. Oh, God, I know. I was so upset. There are apparently other stories of him, like, running up and down the streets at night, going into people's homes and starting affairs by shooting people with the, you know, the arrows and stuff and breaking up marriages and also sending them to the second circle of hell, which is where people go uh, for reasons of lust. Um, But I couldn't find any of those things. What an excuse. Like, babe, it wasn't me. It was Cupid. He shot me. What was (laughs) I supposed to do? Not have sex with her? Yeah, I was shot with an arrow. What do you want? It was a god's design. You think that you know more than a god? You think that you think that that you're un- understanding? You think you have more power than a god? I need to do what the god tells me to do, babe. Come on. So I, <laughs> babe, <laughs> come babe, on, babe, come on. <laughs> I think back then it would have passed, and then like maybe depending on what cult you're in now. It would still pass. I mean, that, I know like, people who have fallen for dumber excuses. So I've yeah. fallen for dumber excuses in the past. Listen, 18-year-olds it, don't have a lot of brains. No, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we certainly don't. So, yeah, I don't know. That's basically the story of Cupid. And it's seriously, considering his parents, it's no wonder he turned out to be a weird little creep and later cursed by his own power of love. Yeah. It's very poetic. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucked up. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. He's like a weird Santa Claus. Like, but nightly, you know, not just once a year. He's going around shooting people with arrows. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. And, and instead of love. gifts, you get lust. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also not because he wants to pair people up, but because he thinks something's funny. It would not surprise me if he's hit a lot of like beautiful people, quote unquote, with arrows and then hit an animal with the same golden arrow. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That would, <laughs> I don't know what he was up that's, to. That's why people do the things that they do sometimes. It's Cupid's fault. Oh, my God. I'm having so many thoughts right now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Leaves much to be desired. There was a like TV show or something, right? Where people talked about like their like loves that were not like human loves, like the woman who married the roller coaster and the guy who married his car. Oh my God. That's Cupid being an asshole is what that is. Yeah. There. Why can't I think of the name of the show? But yeah, there was, um, there was an episode update on that guy that loves his car He's had subsequent cars, but I believe still has the original He's one. not monogamous? <laughs> what no. He has other vehicles, but like the, the original one. All right. Yes. He's got he a- does. Of and cars. I think, the, I think the woman who married the, either the roller coaster or the ma- woman who married the pirate ghost got a divorce. Or maybe both of them did. 
It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't scratching the rich anymore. Wait, I'm thinking of was was it a British woman that married a pirate ghost? She had an interesting name, or she was gonna marry him, and then the wedding was called off, and it was like a whole big thing. You're fucking kidding me. Amanda, her name was Amanda Large Teague. That's not a real person's name. It can't be. Amanda Large Teague was meditating the first time she says she met the ghost of a 300-year-old Haitian pirate. She thought he was rude to interrupt her solitude, so she told him to leave. Then he showed up again. After communicating with him for several months, she became convinced that he was Jack Teague. Oh my God. Teague is her married name. (laughs) Who she later claimed had inspired the character Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean. Experts challenge these assertions. 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 (laughs) Assertions. I I love the sentence. Experts challenge these (laughs) assertions. Almost said assertions. Yeah, it's like, I don't think that's a word, but it's fine. It's a word now. Shakespeare in it. Yeah, so, oh, well... Fuck. Okay. Well, now I feel like an asshole. She told the Washington Post she started exploring spirituality after her three-month-old son died of SIDS. So this was... Okay. I mean, it's still still wacky, but... Yes. So she she married him on a boat in the Atlantic Ocean in a ceremony officiated by a self-described shaman and then added Teague to her last name. In 2018, they separated. Okay, imagine the divorce proceedings. I'm like you. You both have to lawyer up. <laughs> this is the title of this article: "Love Is Dead." Woman divorces three hundred year pirate ghost husband. That is crazy sounding. I need to know. The oh reasons. my gosh! I mean, good for her if she was going for it and she found true love. I guess. Okay, no, this article gets so much better. Oh, That's God. the title of the article. Um. Not only is this 300-year-old pirate ghost husband dead, but so is my hope to ever find love. Earlier this year, Amanda Teague from Northern Ireland married a 300-year-old pirate ghost named Jack on a ceremony that guests could only describe as bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. I don't know. So the article does not continue to explain why they divorced, so... Um, we're only we can only speculate irreconcilable differences i would oh wait here we go hang on. <laughs> i mean he's a ghost i don't know that'd be difficult um yeah i don't see <laughs> i can't stop laughing <laughs> i don't see anything explaining why she did it oh yeah just you think he was too controlling yeah, I, I, I mean, I have to imagine they, I mean, after a while, you got to get tired of, uh, I just like, how do you, you know, there's, there's some, there's some problems. I, just, I would get sick of someone like sneaking up on me. Like, you can't see him or can she, can she see him? I mean, oh, I mean, she knows he's there. She said she encountered two weeks. Oh, they weren't married for very long. Two weeks after marrying, she said she encountered serious health problems and became convinced he was causing her ailments. She asked him to leave and he said he would kill her if she tried to escape him. Oh, man. This woman marries a ghost and she still gets. 
<laughs> so she got um, exercised. I mean, you would have to be. Yeah. I. It's okay. It's the hilariousness of him being too possessive when, like, possession is definitely on the table here. Yeah. Oh, Dude. my God. <laughs> um, it's very, it's very interesting. It's yeah. kind of a lot. So I don't know how we got there, but. Oh. <laughs> what, what brought that? What? I don't know. Oh, people marrying weird things. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Anthropomorphizing, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like inanimate objects. Yeah. I mean, or you just marry a ghost. Yeah. You marry a ghost or you have a harem of cars. Yeah. And what the fuck? Neither, I think, would be very <laughs> satisfying in a no. carnal way. Well, I don't know. No, don't. Don't. He, you got to no. watch the follow-up episode to that. because To the car guy? He's got like three or four cars. No. Mm. Yeah. Spoiler alert. The first Spoiler. One... The... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now there's a new meaning to spoiler alert. <laughs> No, I, I was think the spoiler has been very alerted. <laughs> yes, I um, yeah. Apparently, it there was a car accident. It was hit, so it was put in a shop, and it was like a whole big thing. Like, Wait, no. Know. So he fell in love with it while it was recovering. He was like, well, "Don't worry, baby, he, I'll take care of you." I think he moved on to other cars. No, that's His how he got car other cars. Wife got sick, so he left her. <laughs> he didn't leave her. I mean, he still has her, but he had to get another car in the meantime while she was in the shop. And it was like this whole big thing. Like, I think it got screwed up in the shop. Like, I could be way off base, but that's what is, I remember. There's some drama involved. I need I need to know more. I'm going to have to find it. it was, find what the show is and watch that episode. It was good. It was like the 10 year reunion or episode or whatever that they could follow up with people. It was pretty great. I think the girl that um, eats toilet uh, paper It was under My Strange too. Addiction. Yes, My okay. Strange Addiction. Yes. What a great show. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I hate that's... that you look this up and it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of pictures of him tongue kissing the bumper and the wheel. Oh, well, so there's uh, like you can uh, go on Reddit and read forums from people who claim to have been on the show but not really stating their name or anything yeah. like ask me anything and they definitely want people to kind of hype things up a bit yeah i you mean you know so to be fair though the regardless of how much it's hyped up the man still had sex with his car yes yeah <laughs> Yes, he did. Yes, uh, nineteen ninety-eight Chevy Monte Carlo. That's that's yeah. the one. That's the one. He said it was love at first sight. I mean, I will say I have experienced love at first sight with a car, but not not that kind of love. Not like a physical. No, not like a like a carnal love. Just like a that's a nice fucking ride kind of love. You know? Like Apollo to a tree kind of love. Yeah, I've never been like. I will cut you up and wear you or I will burn you kind of love, you know. But. I mean, it is a little Dahmer in a way. Okay. So this is the article talking about him moving on. But while uh, dailymail.uk, which we know is. Oh, perfect. Oh, there's a, okay. Oh, 
There's an image uh- <laughs> of him. I feel bad. I, I feel like we're mocking someone who's not well. There's a picture of him sitting tearful with a pillowcase of him behind him with his car, like printed on the pillowcase and then the car's hood. So he did, but apparently their love, this is not my words, ran this out of fuel. <laughs> so he tried to move okay. on with a couple cars, but he feels like his latest car is more of a friends with benefits situation. <laughs> I mean, he does on, okay, not it claim sucks. to be mentally ill. I mean, obviously, there's some something going on there. I I I do feel it's bad. just like cold metal. I don't understand. I there just <laughs> has to be. Oh, it's not a pillowcase. It's a blanket with lots of pictures of the car. <sighs> I, don't I like feel, this. I feel like there's, there's got to be more. Oh, he moved on to a, an SUV named Jet and a black sedan named Jason. He's bisexual. Apparently, the black sedan that's is very right. gentlemanly. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, or pansexual. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know what the word. What the right word? He's pan. The car. SUV has a cute butt. Mm. Okay. Yeah, he Anyways. does point that out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this went way off base. Right, you know, we are um, talking about love. Yes, we are we, talking about we love. Have a weird sense of humor sometimes. I mean, it, ultimately, he's not hurting anyone. So, like, as long as he's happy, yeah. There are worse. I would ra- rather have someone be attracted to a car than a child. Like. On a scale of things, that's that's absolutely a thing to be attracted to. As long as he's not yes. doing things while he's driving, ha- mm, I don't I do know. Wonder why I just, he got into that car accident? Yes, I feel like he enjoys being in the car too much. So in the car, <laughs> in the car. <laughs> spoiler it. alert: love ran out of fuel. Mm, like right. it's mm. that's good writing. <laughs> It is. It, there's just so many puns in there. You just. Yeah. God bless writers. <laughs> yeah. So. So let's talk about some love demons. Some, yes. Some real demonic love entities. So I'm not going to. I'm going to do a quick summary of a few more popular ones. And then we're going to focus on a Duke of Hell who would probably be the best person to evoke if you want to do a love spell. Tell if you want to do a love spell with a demon and not a god, the person that we've insulted throughout this episode, Aphrodite, is probably the best person if you want to do like a genuine love spell. Um, I wouldn't Good recommend a demon. But anyways, so. There are she's a lot not going to answer us. No, she's, she's <laughs> we're like about to get disfigured, I think. Uh, like, oh, God. <laughs> Got to get some of that beauty cream. Yeah. Have to um, become immortal first. Mm, so I don't know if I want, like, can you imagine being trapped immortally in a relationship with someone who had a mother, like, you, forever, eternity with a mother-in-law like Aphrodite? No. I'd rather live a mortal existence. Yeah. No way. Mm. So there are a lot of demonic creatures associated with love and more accurately lust, not love. So things like the Mm. incubus and succubus, which 
I think pe- most people are familiar with the you know incubus being the male, succubus being the female, um, the elp, which is a German succubus, uh, the croena, the Edogseri Ato, which is a Hungarian mm. lover devil. Um, the, just all <laughs> basically <laughs> all. I, I believe it translates to devil lover or lover or lover devil or something, something like that. But so basically, the, those are all very similar creatures. They seduce you, appear in your dreams, seduce you, and drain you of your life. And they're they're throughout all sorts of cultures. Um, there's Lilith, who was Adam's first wife, um, badass bitch, of, and many lore turns into a succubi. And I would say that suck though these types of creatures can really be there they can be attributed to sleep paralysis or a, a hypnagogic hallucination because a very similar Ooh. thing where you feel like something sitting on top of your chest and like the the you're seeing some scary creature that's like and maybe having a sex dream at the same time I don't know but so oh yeah I, I think that they can be shared in the same circle um, of those things that makes sense yeah. And and some of some of the creatures that um I looked up that are are like this, like so incubus and succubus you kind of think of like sensual like you get seduced and like have a good time but it drains you of your life. Some of these creatures don't bother seducing you; they just kind of molest suck you. the life out of you. Not oh it. yeah, <laughs> there some of them are a oh. lot a lot scarier than others. I think they're also yeah. probably used maybe to explain sexual assault um or or trauma or that kind of stuff like maybe saying what happened to you didn't really happen it was a monster or the like flashbacks you're getting i I think there's probably psychological explanations for some of these creatures yeah i could see that but i want to talk about some love and lust demons from the uh ars goetia so i've heard this pronounced several different ways and i don't know which one's the correct way um Hmm. there's ars goetia ars goetia or i'm gonna go with goetia because based on how it's spelled it tracks for me and it rolls off the tongue so the ars goetia is a book in the lesser key of solomon so Uh, For those who are unfamiliar with the Lesser Key of Solomon, it is an ancient grimoire compiled of materials and esoteric knowledge um, collected over a series of years. Uh, Some of the materials span from, you know, the 1500s to the 1800s. And the more commonly known version, I believe, is the one that was translated by Aleister Crowley in the early 1900s. So interesting. this grimoire, which there is a PDF of online, and I will link it in the show notes because you can read through the actual grimoire, and it has a whole, all these different symbols and codes for demons. Um, it We could have several episodes dedicated just to this grimoire on its own. It contains information on dozens of demons, 72, I think, specifically, ranked by their leadership level. And these levels include things like kings, dukes, princes, presidences, presidences well i'm just presidents uh, marquis counts just uh, all sorts of and then there's greater and lesser um azazel is included in this um under an alternative name um Amaimon. this is the same text interestingly that payman the king of hell evoked in the absolutely horrifying film hereditary is from oh so the text that they're using is this lesser king, key of solomon why would they do that authenticity power glory wealth Ooh, yeah 
So that's a great movie. In that book, there are several love and lust demons. Yeah, it's fa- it's so good, <laughs> horrifying but very good. Um, there's Zippar, a duke of hell who can make women fall in love with men. Um, the caveat is that he will also make them barren, and also potentially make those who evoke him barren. So like you know, that's the deal. Yeah, like she'll fall in love with you, but you can't make any babies. So like, I mean possibly a win depending on you know but he can't be used to make men fall in love so just just to make women fall in love with men hmm. there's citri a prince of hell who can make men and women fall in love with each other this guy is kind of more lusty than lovey um in fact a lot of the sources that i read referred to him as the demon for pickup artists so he kind of is more about improving your sex life than your love life interesting so the one that I'm going to focus on is Salios, who is a Duke, uh, Duke of Hell. Um, he seems to be, if you're going to evoke a demon, the one that you would want to evoke for help with love. So Salios, um, the night of an unending darkness, night being K-N, you know, like K-N-I-G-H-T, not nighttime night. Um, he's kind of a more gentler pacifist demon kind of um according to occultist.net he can be used to raise attraction specifically between two heterosexual people um it doesn't i didn't see any of these demons being used for like same-sex love which is lame but also possibly just left out <laughs> like maybe it is possible but they just didn't mention it because it was at a, this translation was written at a time where it was extremely taboo that said yeah. alistair crowley was not ashamed of putting it wherever he could so i don't yep. know <laughs> um so he can oh, along with raising attraction stimulate sexual desire encourage fidelity help with marriage problems all that kind of stuff hmm. so in the lesser key of solomon salos is described as a gallant soldier riding on a crocodile with a ducal crown on his head yeah the crocodile thing is kind of weird <laughs> like i'm just trying to imagine so is he standing on the crocodile or is he I mean, riding on the crocodile with his legs over the sides? And so if I so, mean, is it a giant crocodile <laughs> or are his legs dragging on the ground? I just have so many questions. I do too. Yeah. I picture like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like surfing it's a crocodile. A situation. <laughs> yeah. So wow. um, according to the Ars Goetia, if you want to evoke him, um, th- if you want to evoke any of the demons, the best days are when the moon is two, four, six, eight, ten. 12 or 14 days old so even days Hmm. up to the 14th day Um, because he's a duke his seal should be made in copper for venus and he can be bound only from sunrise till noonday in clear weather these are very specific instructions yes it's getting difficult (laughs) <laughs> yes, don't you don't want to fuck this up. So no. the conjuration of Salios or any of the other demons mentioned in the, in the key is also shared. So they have um, a first, second, first and second conjurations, and then if that doesn't work, there is a third method that you can try. Um, I'm not going to read all of them because they're several pages long, and also because I don't feel like conjuring a demon, even if it is the peaceful demon <laughs> of love. So I'm just going to share a brief quote from the conjuring. I do invoke and conjure thee, O spirit. This is where you insert the name of the demon. And being with the power armed from, from the supreme majesty, all caps, I do strongly command thee by, all caps, Berlanesis, Baldachinesis, Paumachia, and Apologiacetis by the most powerful princes, Genai, Leachidae, and ministers of the Tartarian abode, 
and by the chief prince of the seat of Apologia in the Ninth Legion, I do invoke thee, and by invocation conjure thee. So there's several, like, that it, it goes on and on. And then if that conjuration, if they don't show up, you can try the second. And if neither of those work, there's a last-ditch effort um, that they say most likely is not going to work. And to be honest, if you're trying to get a demon to show up and they're not wanting to show up, I feel like I would just take the no and go find something <laughs> else to do. Yeah. Just doesn't seem like a, I don't, doesn't seem like a fuck around and find out kind of situation. Nope. Yeah. I'm already trying to actively forget what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, there, there are, is a ritual for summoning specifically for summoning, um, him, um, Salios and it's called the occultist.net has it. I think occultist.net is what we use for Azazel summoning as well. Yes, this, it's a fantastic site. It's it's delightful. Um, this <laughs> evocation is called the Flowing Passion, and it's best to make someone fall in love with you or rekindle them. And we can share the link to that. But what you need, some items that you'll need, you'll need um, a bath so you can you know clean yourself, um, demon seal, um, a black or green candle, sandalwood incense, a copper cup, um, wine, and um, and anthem, uh, the knife. Oh, Athame. Athame, yes. I can never, ever remember how to pronounce that. No, I do it too. I just, like, it hit my brain like ticker tape, Athame. But I have, like, three of those items. Which ones are you missing? You probably probably don't have the copper cup. Oh, you might have a copper cup. We have a copper cup. I do. I have a Moscow mule cup. Yes. (laughs) I think I have all of those items. Except for the demon seal, but we can draw or print that pretty easy. I have it if you you want it. Yeah. We am supposed to be actively forgetting this. <laughs> no, here um, we're doing it at your house, right? Remember? Oh yeah. my god! Everyone, if I disappear and I fall through a demon love hole, or Salios, if I go off the rails, <laughs> he is described as because he is more pacifist inclined. He it is said that if he if you fuck up, he can be a little more forgiving of mistakes. He's still a demon. He is still a, a, yes. He did used <laughs> to be. A, he did used to be an angel, like most of them. So, so he's fallen. Take that with you, but yes, he fell. He fell with Lucifer. Um, however, mm. he, from oh. what I read, uh, he wanted more to do good and like improve humanity in the world for humans. So again, like as far as demons go, if you're gonna summon someone. Might as well be him. Might as well, yeah. Uh, of of the of the demons that I read through in the Ars Gracia, I would say he's probably one of the one of the cooler ones. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it so far. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's that's all I have for for Salios. Um, I did. I was going to dive more into Asmodeus because he is the demon of lust. And he just has such a cool name. Asmodeus is like, <laughs> when I think of a demon name, I think of Azazel or Asmodeus. And I didn't yeah. know that Asmodeus was the lost demon, but yeah. No, I guess I didn't either. Except when we were talking about spells on Etsy and what you weren't weren't allowed to try to hawk on that website, his name came up a lot. Asmodeus. As far as something that could not be hawked? No, as far as like, I will summon Asmodeus for you, you gotcha. know, to to 
bring this to fruition, whatever it was that you were wishing for. I want to say it was death, but I could be wrong. For Asmodeus? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be... Hang on. Let's see what else. Yeah, I'm pulling up Etsy, man. (laughs) What else can Asmodeus do? Asmodeus. Asmodeus. of what? Shopping. (laughs) Okay, well, according to the Malleus Maleficarum, he is considered the demon of lust. That's just... Okay. Perverted demon. (laughs) Twists sexual desires. Ooh, dark love spell. Force someone to fall in love with you. Most bought love spell on Etsy. (laughs) I just, like, do you really, like, I don't know. Yeah. Where is this Modius mentioned? The Prince of Lechery. Ooh. I like it. That's fun. I like it. Good at parties. Yep. I don't see anything yeah. fucking about Asmodeus in this spell. Well, I guess if you want someone to fall in love with you, it might be different than lust. Oh, true. Yeah. Lots of statues and necklaces. Improve money gambling luck. Asmodeus he is He is power. also considered, I think, like a banker or something. Hang on. Yes. The <laughs> overseer of earthly gambling houses. That. So basically, that he's, sounds he's man-made. He's the hedonist demon yes although one could argue that probably most of them are but (laughs) so that is super fun another thing um cora (laughs) had a what is a question you know what is the best ritual to summon a real devil or demon and there are many many questions like this on cora and many many answers and this is what the majority of the answers said call my ex-wife you're you're kidding <laughs> that like right? the, so Why? many and you know what the first time i saw it, i was like Haha. and then i like kept seeing that answer on all the questions and i was like all right like it's it's no longer funny it's just beating a dead horse that's really weird yeah i think that's very odd but okay cora it i mean you, i oh think cora tends to be used by by older generations though and it that's a very boomer joke <laughs> Like just yeah. like my it's significant other is the the devil or the or a she devil or like just yeah I feel like that's something <laughs> that like like an old uncle would like make jokes about with his like big red nose at a Thanksgiving dinner. It does dinner. sound like an old uncle joke. Like yeah. he's got nothing left. Yeah, to so he's say just like, oh, call my ex-wife. I mean, like it's funny, yeah. but then it's like okay, like it's. Like why? It's not. It's <laughs> not original. <laughs> Everyone's like resolving to just say that i don't yeah, know yeah yeah you have to pay for cora i don't know i, I did like i don't i didn't look have at to answer some things i think there. you have to um so i i get on cora on um incognito mode because oh. they make you sign in or like make an account if you like look at something for too long, but if I just do yeah. it on incognito mode, I can just like you can't see oh, like cool. all of the answers, which is why but, I like, noticed that all the top answers were those that joke because yeah, <laughs> yeah, but still, that's a good life tip, life hack when when you want to look at Cora, do it incognito mode. Yeah, I do that. I do I the like same that. thing with like sometimes there are some like newspaper articles that are like, you can look at this, but then you have to pay for any articles after that. And I just go on incognito mode. I know. It's so stupid. I feel, I feel bad because I do think that, that 
writers should be making money for their content. Um, but then I also Same. like get irritated by paywalls. So it's I don't know what the right answer is there. But I, I don't know either. It's just. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's like art too. like artists should be paid and everything. But at the same time, to me, and I'm like, I just want to look at all the art for free. Yeah, and do it all for free. And then make a livable wage off of it. Pay me. I don't know. <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's unfair. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> make it work, designers. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I have yeah. a would you rather that is very apropos for today's topic. Why do I like my heart is fluttering and I feel nervous is it love? now? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's like unchecked unchecked fear and anxiety (laughs) okay well it's this is okay not gonna make it better (laughs) would you rather have a deranged obsessive person deeply madly in love with you or in hate with you Ooh, that is dark i don't know if you intended for it to be I yeah I don't uh, so I didn't come up with that I got that on Reddit but I saw it and was like mm. well that's that's what I'm asking today because I don't that's I almost feel like hate would be better because then they can like break into your house and you can like self defend yourself them. and yeah but if they're like yeah. in love with you then like what if they I still feel like no matter what they're gonna fuck up your life yeah because I feel spouse. like I've oh god well it's like you better. Make your decision and then go prepare. Like work out, lots of protein. Like <laughs> I also like. Weapons. Do you get to decide? Like, is it like what if? Do you get to decide how intelligent they are or like how strong they are? Like, can I pick like a really dumb, dinky person who like I could take and like be fine? Because then either or one do is you, fine. Or is it going to be like some to... psycho genius who just like destroys your life somehow gets you reliant on them and then like it all unravels it's a fucking thriller movie (laughs) oh god my see my first thought is that it will be somebody i already know yeah and that's my option like i get to pick like you know whatever but they have to be the extreme on either end well yeah then you think about obsessive deranged people you know in real life and you're like oh what if they were in love with you scary yeah like I, I, I think a lot of people have had experiences in their life that it's either one or the other. Yeah. And I, I'm one of those people who's been on the extreme. Uh, I wasn't the person. Yes. <laughs> you've, had, you've had someone who was not well who, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and it, it's really scary. Yeah. Because you don't know what they're capable of. Even because if it's it love, seems, it's... Yeah. It seems like... You know, you you just don't know what lengths they're willing to go to get what they want um, and that they might end up harming you. Yeah, that they don't understand necessarily that like, no, I don't want to die together. Like, yeah, it's not romantic that we're that you're putting us in graves next to each other. Like, just you don't know. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's not fun. Let's not do it. I bought you a headstone for your birthday. Thanks, dear. (laughs) I know so I mean, okay, I do to. know some goths who would do that in like an actual romantic way though. Yeah, but it's like understood and yes, in it a needs romantic to be a mutually, way. Like you you are two like spooky people and that's fine. Not like a Yes. Like it'd be weird if like 
some dude who's like been kind of like a weird creepy friend is like hey got you a headstone for your birthday bought a plot right <laughs> that's not tonight. terrifying like all right i'm calling the police oh or my who god will do nothing. Yeah. yeah you know i feel like i would have to choose the extreme end of hate even though it's the less familiar territory i guess in some ways versus the other thing for sure i think i'd pick hate um, too yeah but that's only because it would almost give me a freebie Yes. If something happened. It would be it would feel safer than love. And also because like depending yes. on what kind of crazy they are, they could like be a manipulative and it's very easy to get stuck in that like want not wanting to be a mean person to someone if they're being yeah. kind to you and then like having them just consume your life and hate would be easier because then it's just like Well, because the the only emotion attached to that is like this surface level thing there's no deep connection there or maybe for the other person there's deep connection on their end and just not yours but it makes me think of like there was a story one time of this guy he had some neighbors that he hated and he always thought they were super loud and he was ridiculously smart but like you know a little unhinged and he like poisoned the entire family including their pets they had dogs and there was something about Pepsi cans. I can't really remember. I would rather have that kind of hate. Like crazy cat man over there. Yeah, but if you poison Paul. my dog, I, I will kill your ass. No, I don't <laughs> want to poison your pets. No, no. I mean, I didn't mean you, like you, oh. Big Spoon. I just mean like if you hate me and you poison my dog, you are signing your death sentence. Oh yeah, You're I going think in a that mind. is that it, it's open season now. Yes, it's yeah. like I like I'm I'm gonna like, get your ass. Don't poison yeah. my dog. Poison me. Poison me. I can forgive that. Don't touch my dog. Yeah, don't touch my fucking dog. Yeah, I'll kill you. Yeah, like or cat. That's just like it. don't just you know poison me. If you got a problem with me, that's fine. Don't touch my pets. They're Isn't my that babies. so funny? Yeah. When it comes to humans versus animals, I will go full out for the animal yeah yeah well it's like if you <laughs> so attack me i'm like okay like i get it there's things about me that are not likable i can understand that there's nothing to not like about my dog <laughs> if you don't like the, like him you're just Ellie, a monster <laughs> you might be very attackable but i don't see the reason in which someone would want to attack you i just well, don't I, like i can i can rationalize that more than i can rationalize them po like poisoning me i'm like all right like i guess they just need to get to know you because you would probably help them solve their problem <laughs> like why, i've tried why they're so messed up <laughs> i just i just don't help people's problems i just enable them i've i've, I've come to accept that i'm not i'm, not I'm good, an enabler i'm an enabler yeah i just want you to be happy even if it's to your own detriment because i don't know how to fix the problem <laughs> <laughs> you tried i try i try so, yeah yeah Let's go with the hate. Yeah, I think that's because damn. It's like you said, at least you know then what to expect more than like love. They could still hurt you, but you don't really know what way it's going to go. Hate, you're like, all right, we can batten down the hatches. Prepare yeah. to steal my identity. <laughs> Whatever it is that hateful people do. Docs. They want to. Yeah, they want to wear me as a skin suit. 
That's no, your enemy. A, that's a love thing. That's definitely not a hate. Is thing. it? Would oh, you? Yeah, okay, if you is. had to wear someone as a skin suit, would you think? So? I guess that's not a good question to ask. A sane <laughs> no, person. it's a fantastic <laughs> question. <laughs> well, I think if you're sane, you're gonna pick. Like, if you had to wear the skin of someone, you're gonna pick someone you hate if you're sane. Because, like, obviously, I'm not gonna wear my my husband's skin. If I have to wear someone's skin, I'm gonna pick someone I don't like. But if you're unwell, then you have to wear their skin and it's gross because you hate them. Yeah. But like, would you rather be wearing Jesse's skin? <gasps> no. Jesse or Catman. You got to pick one. Catman. I'll yeah. wear it like a f- fucking warrior. I'll dry it out and tan it, stretch it oh. out and stuff. Turn it into a purse. Or one of, those, a like, one of those um, <laughs> body suits that like you can zip up the face. So it's. Oh. Like a what are they called? morph? morph? Yeah. yeah, morph suit. Oh. I don't want to zip it over my face. <laughs> it would. I like do not jerky. Oh, I just had hobies. <laughs> now it's about so to exit. <laughs> oh man! I just don't want to zip it over. My- I'm picturing a skin suit, but it has like this. Really bulky, ridiculous silver metal zipper. Just, yeah, like one Not, of the thick ones. Oh, that's so gross. I just, oh God. We're going to pick That's neither. fantastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what a vile question. Yeah. It's like, it. <sighs> I, I should have read through the answers on Reddit because I bet there were some fantastic answers. Oh my but, God. Yeah, Reddit, I, I mean... Like, Reddit can be like the most entertaining place to be on the internet, but at the same time, sometimes the most annoying yeah, um, and unaccepting. It depends on the communities you're part of, but it's, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can, if I can find it again, but I think it's, I love the, what's my cookie cutter one. <laughs> there, yeah. Oh, here's another not love, but. I guess this isn't really a question that that I can ask us, but now that I've said it, I have to ask it, and it's I'm regretting bringing it up. Would you? <laughs> this is the top response on this. Would you rather post? Would you rather a ejaculate one sperm the size of a tadpole, or b regular size sperm, but they can all talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing little things just like, you know, from Toy Story, all the little aliens that are in the claw machine and they're like, the claw. (laughs) God. (laughs) But just like those. (laughs) But they're super tiny and very loud and it's like, (laughs) like it's so, it's so bad. Fair enough. You could never stealth nut again. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't want to know. I don't know. I I don't know either. Not a man. No. Not a not a person with such parts. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Reddit is so unhinged. It's yes. The it's, the land of the unhinged. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Dude, tadpoles are pretty big. Y- 
Yes. I guess it depends. <laughs> it depends on the tadpole and how old the tadpole is. Like, are you, are you, oh, that's true. Are you ejecting like a bullfrog tadpole or like a little, what are, how big are tree frog tadpoles? Are we looking this up? We're doing this. I don't this. know. Largest tiniest. tadpole. <laughs> I'm looking at the tiniest tadpole. <laughs> guess, no. Guess how big. Okay, it's its name is Goliath. It is an American bullfrog. Guess how big these Oh, that's the hang on. No. Meet Goliath, a massive tadpole as long as your face. This no. thing is no. got away several pounds. It's like two coconuts. <laughs> What? But okay, this one's abnormally large. Usually American bullfrog tadpoles. I like that I guessed bullfrog and I was right. Good for me. Um, typically grow to be about six inches long. Really? So t- t- that could be a curse. I guess depending on what you're, you know. I like. think it is a, oh my God. <laughs> Are you looking this up Goliath in- the tadpole? Yeah, I found Wretched. it. Yeah. It's over a sink. There's yeah. a banana for scale. <laughs> I like okay, the but banana for scale. There are the smallest <gasps> tadpoles are all in snout to vent length, 7.7 milliliters. You little babies. They're little. Yeah. I think I would be fine with that. But also there's something really entertaining about like all the little screaming. <laughs> the claw! Oh, the claw! <laughs> Tiny screams. Ugh. Wow. You think... Okay, do you think Goliath is a frog? He just never... No, he looks... He looks tadpole-y. I oh, just yeah, he's, a, maybe, he's an American bullfrog tadpole. But... Is that normal for an American bullfrog? So usually, in the article I was reading, they usually get to about six inches long. So he is he is abnormally large. He needs to get legs. Yeah. Where are his legs? Oh. <laughs> this is fucking nuts. Yeah, I um I would not want an American bullfrog tadpole to be, you know. No. Nope. But that's what they look like before they become a a frog. It looks like a frog with a tail. Yeah. Oh my god. That's insane. Yeah. I stepped on a toad once by accident. Oh, no. It was horrific. Yeah. Did it It, make a noise? Yeah, and it was, like, really gentle. I was wearing a sandal. Oh, Um, you weren't barefoot. That's good. (laughs) No, I was... um, It was... Okay, so where Jesse and I used to live, for some reason, there were just, like, a ridiculous amount of frogs around all the time. It actually isn't too far from here. It's, like, right down the road. And we were bringing groceries inside and it was dark out and there's lights in the parking lot. But as I was walking through, I stepped on something gushy, not too hard because I realized what was happening and it went, yay. (laughs) And I looked down, fucking frog like this big. It was crazy. I don't know. Frog, toad. I'm not sure. It was ridiculously big. Yeah. And I felt so bad. Yeah. I used to catch them when I was a kid with my sister. Yeah. In my grandparents' backyard, tadpoles and frogs, because their backyard would flood all the time because yeah. it's on a river. Best. It was so much fun. Yeah. 
but they jump really high. I don't like things that jump really high and they're little. Like, I'm actually terrified of crickets. I don't know if that's Fair. normal. They're just weird looking. They can be annoying. To, like, when we when I was feeding meatloaf crickets, I stopped, actually. She no longer gets crickets because, A, they smell. But, B, meatloaf is my bearded dragon, for those who don't know. <laughs> they, they do. They, they, are, they are stinky. So, crickets smell. Oh. And if one of them ever escapes, you have to wait its entire lifespan listening to it chirp somewhere in the house, but you can't find it. Oh, I would lose my fucking mind. In the summertime, being a nice sound, sure. Yeah. When it's in your house and it's one fucking cricket, and every time you turn off the TV so you can try and find it, it stops cricketing. (laughs) It stops cricketing. That cricket is in cricket hell. (laughs) Oh, man. That would suck. Yeah. What do crickets eat? Um, I I bought cricket food, like specific Mm. for crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I just, I don't know. Something about it. I don't like it. I don't like grasshoppers either. They jump too high. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Do you like cicadas? No, you. They don't jump. I like the high. I like the idea of them, and I like their name, and I also like the anime called When Cicadas Cry, and that's about it. <laughs> you know what this summer is supposed to be, right? No. You're kidding. Google? I think if you just Google cicadas. No. I also always pronounce it cicadas. I don't know if that's like a, a dialect thing or if it's been wrong, but I pronounce um, it cicadas. Okay, and maybe it's regional. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, so like pecan. Oh, seven <laughs> cicada species will emerge in a rare double brood emergence, which happens about every seventeen years. What year are we on? This it's this is this is the that year. And if I'm remembering correctly, because I remember a summer in Memphis when I was little that there were like just crazy cicadas all summer. Um, Really? Between the pronunciations. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was 17 years ago. I wonder if it's going to come up to New York. Cicadas 2024. Oh, no. That was not it because the last time these two broods happened at the same time was 1803. And Holy shit. That's what I'm looking at right now, too. Uh, I love the sound of cicada. Like, I, I can't wait. Yeah. It is it is a beautiful sound. It's such a like, great. It's like Steins Gate. Um, have you watched Steins Gate? You've shown me, like, one or two episodes when we were at the um, the Airbnb. Yes. So I, I love Steins Gate, but they, they use that in a lot of the background sounds, and I just find it so soothing. That's cool. Yeah. I actually really appreciate that in anime. It kind of brings me back to being a teenager and yeah. watching it all the time. I love it so much. I uh, I do not want to be part of a plague of cicadas, though. Well, too bad. Because <laughs> I think they're coming to New York. Bury me. I'm Wait. just going to move. No, in the ground, but aren't they coming from the ground? Or where are they coming from? I, I don't think, know. I think they might nest in the where hmm. do hibernate. Is it hibernate? We're gonna go with live. Hi. Yeah. Mm. No. Hibernate, I guess. Hibernate. Underground from two to seventeen years, depending on the species. That is crazy, isn't it? Can you imagine just like sleeping for 17 years? Oh, I can't imagine. 
<laughs> it kind of sounds amazing. It sounds real nice. Oh, I think I'm just jealous. I I just that I just nuts. really really like them. Although their little wormy things are when I, like they're freaky looking and they're big, but they're cool. They are big. That that's the other thing. They look like they've had too much oxygen. Like I don't know. Yeah, and they're like <laughs> the little the little nymph shells. Um, I don't really yeah. see them up here that much, but like when you find the little like brown like, whoops, shell of like yeah, like because they like yeah, I don't know what they call it, but like molted or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've only seen them a couple of times, but it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember kids putting them in their bug collection, but it was like just the casing. Yeah, because you could never find one. Well, you're looking yeah. at the wrong time period, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. Ew. It's just like a whole lot of exoskeleton going on. I wonder if the birds are going to be excited about this. Like, is this going to improve their... I wonder if that's going to change anything. Yeah. Environmentally, like having so many of them around. They're not native to America, are they? I thought they were, but maybe not. Hmm. R-C. Could be totally wrong about that. Um, they are from They America. are. Yeah. Ooh. They're all over the damn planet. Yeah. I'm gonna be thinking about bugs for a, a while. God damn it. Oh, it looks and tadpoles. Sadly, like while they will come to central New York, they may not make it up here because it's too cold. Sad. We do get well, a, a little bit of them though. <laughs> No, we get them every I'm summer. excited now. I feel good about this. I will well, remain do- in New York for the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> Not going anywhere. Bring on the cicadas. <laughs> no. Ooh. You're a chaos find out how much protein are in them. I bet mm. our cicadas edible. I'm okay. sure they must be. People must eat them. Pro- they have to. They, they look but, like, yeah, they can be cooked they like look cooked food. They taste like nutty shrimp. Okay, well, mm. you're kidding. Mm. You're literally. I might how would you? Cicada. I want to see videos of people. Deep fry them. That's wild. Like it is so big that you can actually have it as a meal, like a couple of them, dude. I. Mm. <laughs> I kind of want to. You try. thinking about it? I'm kind of. I kind of want to. But like, can you get? Can you get? parasites from <laughs> I'm not eating anything that's going to give me a parasite. First things first, will I get parasites? Yeah, this is I need to know can I safely eat it because looks like I'll have to do some more research. Dude. Mm. That one looks like it's dipped in barbecue sauce. Oh. Those are on a grill. Re- recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, just people put oh. them on wooden skewers, dude. Cicada cookies? Oh, no. No, no, they did it wrong. They did it wrong. They made cookies and then they just dropped a cicada in the center. That's wrong. No. Ooh, spicy That's popcorn the- cicadas? Mm? Mm? I-, I don't know if I could eat it if it looked like a cicada still. No, but these look like buffalo, like popcorn chicken. Really? I could eat that. <laughs> Deep fried cicadas. <laughs> I... Uh, recipes. Uh, yeah, this like 
This I don't is know. crazy. Yeah, like I would like to try it, but I feel like it would have to be one of those things where like I couldn't know that I was trying it when I tried it because – and it couldn't look like a cicada. Like I, someone would have to be like, here, have this popcorn shrimp. And then after be like, actually, that was a cicada. I'm like, okay, cool. Knowing yeah. it, I feel like I'd have a hard time. Cicada pizza? Dude, okay, no, I just, here's the thing. I don't thing. like that it looks like cicadas still. <laughs> yes. I will not eat anything that still has a face. Yeah. I just won't. I'm not I'm not advanced <laughs> enough to be able to do that. No, but I could see this being the future. This is the we're gonna be living off of bug protein bars. Yeah. Because we screwed up all the land. Yeah. It's gonna be cicada style. It's okay. I just want a little bit of barbecue sauce. Cicada That's all I'm ice- asking. I, cicada ice cream. Okay. That's it's going there, a little you too know, far. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, That's I it's too I it's, didn't even think. I just <laughs> If it if it tastes like shrimp, it should not be an ice cream. No. I agree with you. But Although there's that one nutty shrimp. So uh, Well, now I want ice cream. I but love ice cream. ice cream. No. You know what I've been eating that's good and not full of bugs is the true fruit like chocolate or Greek yogurt covered frozen strawberries, rabbit, raspberries, Ooh, blueberries. That bananas. sounds good. It I is so it. satisfying. <laughs> I'll actually put a little scoop of peanut butter on my plate and eat the strawberry or raspberry ones with it because it tastes like a PB&J. Yeah. And it's my... It's my ice cream fix now. Yeah. So good. You're supposed to let it thaw. I don't. Yeah. I think it would be better (laughs) a little frozen or like half frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gives me the, you know, like the fulfilling ice cream thing. Yeah. I fucking love ice cream. Yeah, me too. I could fuck some ice cream up. I think I'm gonna go have some true fruit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm quite hungry now. I don't know if my mic has caught my stomach growling, but it's been growling for the last like 30 minutes. So oh, I'm no. listen back and see if y'all can hear it. <laughs> That's also why we like or, or I came on late because we had to stop and eat something. My stomach was making all kinds of cryptid noises. So Funky. yeah. You know. Well, thank you for that terrible would you rather and then also the uh the hole i'm gonna go down looking at cicada recipes because so, yeah for valentine's day perform <laughs> a little ritual bring invite your crush over and make them some cicada pizza and follow it up with a dish of cicada ice cream let us know how it goes the bug of love <laughs> is that what i a don't love know bug is? Is now. <laughs> i don't know what a love bug is but here what? we are bug is the I need to bug. Know. <laughs> it's oh, gotta be a bed bug. It's a real bug in it. No. Iggy looking. No. Love bug. It's literally called, it's a march fly. And it, and when they mate, they get stuck together for several days. We have something that looks like that, but it's yeah. actually just like a little flat triangle on its back i think and yeah. they bite yes ew this is weird they're all copulating yeah stop it <laughs> <laughs> we're rebranding these these bugs are gross and we don't like them so now actually um cicadas are the new love bugs 
Yes. Love bug cicada. Just want to know if it yeah. yields a result. <laughs> no, like, not really. Means- no, there's this little sticker. It says love bug cicada sticker. It's a cicada and it's got like little hearts and things Aww. on it. And it's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, but other and than if that, you scroll no. a little farther down, there's a New York magazine article called This is what cicada sex looks like, in case you were wondering. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, humans, so odd. Oh my god. I love how they call them broods. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Nope. All right. Well, enjoy your um <laughs> not bug infested fruit. I might let it thaw so it's a little less crispy because now I'm just thinking about exoskeletons. Would the would the crunch be good though? Cuz like sometimes you want a little crunch in your food. You do, but I just I don't know. I don't trust anything that's gooey on the inside but also has a skeleton. At the same time, I love seafood. I love shrimp. I love lobster, crab, all that stuff. It's all good in my book. Yeah. So if it comes from the sea, I'm okay. I mean, yeah, shrimp are basically sea bugs, right? Yeah, but it's different. I don't know how, but it's different. (laughs) (laughs) Because they swim in their poop. (laughs) (laughs) This is why it was known as poor man's food back in the day. Yeah. Swimming in their own bath water. Mm. Gross. Tasty. <laughs> well, to me, it is. You just got to throw a lot of butter and lemon on it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, throw some butter and lemon on your cicadas. <laughs> you are not looking that up, are you? <laughs> I well, I mean, if it tastes like in food, that's got to work, right? I would imagine it does. Yeah. Now it's okay. Or you could we'll end this. We'll end this. Uh, <laughs> if you're looking for some Valentine Day jewelry to give your loved one after you perform the ritual and before you feed them bug pasta. Oh yeah. I've been some little heart-shaped jewelry from Phantom Moon Collection. She has a really cute collection going on right now with like little heart-shaped like candy earrings and Aww. very cute stuff. Um and then That's adorable. Thank you to our fantastic amazing patrons Tasha, BJ, Brent, Brian, Kiki, and Carol. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for supporting us and paying attention and following what we do. You guys are awesome. Warm our little hearts. Yeah. That means everything to us. Yeah. Our little cicada hearts. Yeah. Our little crunchy exoskeleton bug hearts. Mm. (laughs) So I'm not going to get over this. I'm going to have nightmares. I like, I, I talk a lot of, I talk a lot of shop. I don't think I could actually eat a, I just like, now I feel like I have to, cause I've, I've talked it up so much. I've made myself out to be a bug eater. So now I feel like I need to. I'd have to take a couple shots. Yeah. First. You know what? If I was, if I was on the heavier end of tipsy, I'd probably be like, yeah, fuck it. I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if it's dried out and used in a flower. If it you know doesn't I mean? look like a bug, I will have a. It'll be easier for me to eat it. If it's still got its yes. faceplate or legs, faceplate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need little Mm-mm. little things grabbing onto the sides of my mouth. That's disgusting. I don't want that. Although we do eat crab legs, which I mean, we being humans, I don't really like crab that much. But that is basically another bug right uh, are crustaceans bug like i think they're bug like they look like bugs 
That's why Jesse doesn't eat them. They're bugs. That's all they do is bug things. Yeah. And swim in their bath water. Yep. Or everyone's bath water, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of gross stuff going in there now. Yeah. yeah. I, I assume at some point seafood will not be something we should be consuming. I think we're, we might be at that point. Yeah. I was just rethinking <laughs> the sentence. <laughs> I'm going to continue to eat sushi, but I don't know if we should be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm still like, (laughs) yes, go eat, avoid mercury poisoning. Yes. Avoid the cicadas for now. We'll take shots first. Yeah. We'll, we'll save it for later. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. All right. (laughs) All right. Until next time. Until next time. (laughs) Stay dirty. Stay dirty. Oh, and happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Bye.